Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back. It is the Wolf and Luke show from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Already had uh, Zach Allen on last hour. Wolf will have Cliff Kingsbury on a little bit later. Uh, it is funny, depending on how you have Twitter set up. It doesn't. You, it, don't always just have it in chronological order now, right? I don't know what happened to my settings, but this is kind of like the, the standard now. So I'm seeing a bunch of tweets from 20 hours ago. Okay. So like going into halftime of oh, that game. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, people were not happy. You know, and, and rightfully so. No, it was that was miserable. The first half of that game, on top of like I said, if you're an ASU fan, on top of that, you watch six horrible quarters of football. Even if you're not an ASU fan, you're a Cardinals fan. You watched four pretty bad quarters last week against the Chiefs. It didn't look like it was going to turn as abruptly as it did, but then it did. And I agree with you that it was a total team thing. But Kyler Murray definitely led the charge and some of those plays I don't know that there are any other quarterbacks that could have made them I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league I'm saying there are certain plays he can make that nobody else can make there's no doubt about it, man. Kyler Murray seized control of this game in the second half and once again showed why this franchise paid him $230 million. Seized control of this game in the second half. Um, showed us why he was the number one pick overall. Showed us why he's been to the Pro Bowl twice. Showed us why the Cardinals did pay him what they paid him. They He took over this game. He was the beating heart of the Cardinals comeback and made some individual plays that I think we all would say I've never seen that before. No. No, and look, I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't part of the problem the first six quarters, although and we talked about this last week. I think he was one of the best Cardinals players last week. I mean, nobody was great last week, but I feel like he was he was still okay. Um, but that's the thing. With Kyler Murray, if you're in the game late, he gives you a very good chance because he has that magic factor that, you know, is he is he Mahomes? No, he's not Mahomes. Yeah. But late in the game, the stuff he did yesterday, that pass to A.J. Green on the two-point conversion. I got to tell you. Because I was telling Maloney this before the show, and I don't know how other people are when they watch this, but to me, if Kyler's scrambling around and then he starts to run, I have no doubt he's getting a first down. No matter how far the first down marker is away, when he doesn't want to go down, he's not going down until he gets the first down. It's when he's throwing right now that that I just kind of hold my breath, and it's not because of how he's throwing. It's because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. And A.J. Green just keeps trying, but man, he's not coming up with a lot of these now. He came up with the biggest one, but uh, but those are the ones where it's like, okay, where's this ball going? But when Kyler takes off to run on a play, especially that isn't a designed run, yeah. good luck. You're not stopping him. That's what makes him special is that ability to do it. He didn't do it for much of the Chiefs game. He didn't do it for much of the game yesterday, but then with the game on the line, he did it, and the Raiders couldn't stop it. Yeah, uh, they could not stop it. And um, you know what's amazing about it, too? I think the, the the two two-point conversions truly define the talent of Kyler Murray. It really does. Those two two-point conversions. What was it? 85 yards 
He ran 85 yards in 20.8 seconds (laughs) on a two-point conversion. Think about that right there. Oh, my goodness. That is unthinkable. I'm still right now replaying that play in my head and cannot believe Kyler Murray actually got that thing across. Well, go back and watch it, too, because because the, the pushback from Raiders fans was, well, there's got to be holding in 20.8 seconds. There's there's only two Raiders really rushing at that point because he's yeah. run them all over the field. Yeah, and you would also think, too, at some point in time, there's got to be a hold in the secondary yeah. as well, well when a quarterback <laughs> is holding the ball that much. But that was incredible. That play right there, 85 yards, 21 seconds. He ran. Next-gen stats at 85 yards he ran right there um and then you think of the throw as you just said right there to AJ Green the the laser beam and it was from the pocket area a laser beam to AJ Green in the back of the the pressure of those two plays alone knowing they had to be perfect for the most part or they were going to win that game They weren't going to be able to tie it up, and because they weren't going to be able to tie it up, they weren't going to be able to win that game in overtime like they did. The pressure was there, and Kyler Murray dealt with the pressure. This is, um, I think this is a still point in Kyler Murray's career where he he went out and rallied his team from being down, rallied his team from 2021 to 2022. I think 2022 started for the Arizona Cardinals at halftime of the Raiders game in Vegas. We're both getting there different ways. To me, the first three halves of the season felt like the preseason, and all of a sudden they started playing in the second half yesterday. Uh, But you're right on the two-point conversion to A.J. Green, that's essentially the play that critics say Kyler Murray can't make, right? Stepping up in the pocket, <laughs> throwing no over way. the middle. Yes. And that that's supposed to be his weakness. Yes. And that was the play that if they don't get that, all the other stuff is cool, but we're talking about a loss today if they don't get that play. This is Kyler Murray after the game talking about taking the game into his own hands late. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, at some point, you know, enough is enough. It was just, um, it, it, again, it's not about the the, you know, the toughness and, and how hard we play. That's that's never in question. It's just about executing, um, playing faster, getting, you know, getting our tempo going. And uh, I, I think you could tell the difference first half, second half. Those guys, those guys definitely got tired. They definitely got tired. They were winded. Um, you know, pass rush slowed down a little bit, obviously. Uh, they got two bookends over there, uh, great players over there. But um, when you're tired, you're not getting pass rush, you're playing Zone, it's you know for for us that's you know it's a recipe for success. So it was it was it ended up you know working out. That you could see the Raiders defense by the end of that game was just fried because yes. they had been chasing Kyler Murray around for basically a half hour straight of real time. The, like the big guys on the defensive line, not even the Max Crosby's and Chandler Jones, but like the really big dudes, they looked upset. They still had to be out there. Yes. <laughs> they were like, "This is getting ridiculous." No, you're right. Uh, they did. They looked exhausted um, by the end of that fourth quarter. Right there, um, there was a fourth down play, Luke, um, where Kyler Murray spun away from Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this play? Yeah, because it was Max Crosby. It was Max Crosby. Max Crosby had Kyler Murray in his hands. It was a sack. It was over. And somehow, some way, Kyler Murray spun out of that sack and fought Max Crosby on that. He didn't go down. Can I can I just say to I for me that seems like something we have not seen from Kyler Murray either. 
And I'm wondering if this is just the maturation process that we're starting to see with Kyler Murray. The maturation of, you know what? Yeah, it's smart to slide. I'm a little guy, and I need to go ahead and know when when it's up. Know when the jig is up, and know when I've got to hit the ground. But if he slides there, the game's over. Exactly right. And he fought that thing and extended the play. It was awesome to see it. It was the first time I think I've actually seen him break a tackle when somebody tried to bring him down. And um, he's outrun a lot of guys. There's no doubt about that. But to see him actually break a tackle from Max Crosby, yeah, Max Crosby of, all of all people, people yeah. for a sack, that to me was way to go, Kyle. We, we'll obviously get back into this. I mean, the offensive line, I thought, played pretty well as that game went totally. on. Totally. The Raiders had one sack. Max Crosby had one sack early, and it was like, oh, they're going to have 12. They had one sack for the whole game. Uh, we come back, though. It's your turn. What is the one word you would use to describe the Cardinals' comeback over the Raiders yesterday? 602-260-9870. We're taking your calls next. 602-260-9870. It's Wolf and Luke on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Here we go! Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go, let's go, let's go! Welcome back to the show, Wolf. We knew we were going to take calls. We knew we were going to have a listeners-only meeting either way. But at halftime of that game yesterday... I wasn't sure what the tone of these calls was. Well, actually, I was sure what the tone of these calls was going to be. Now I don't know because, I mean, there were certainly there were elements of that game yesterday that have to be cleaned up. So I'm, I'm interested to hear if the listeners are going to yeah. be focusing more on the flaws of this team right now that are still there or the fact that they just delivered one of the more thrilling wins. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple thrilling wins around the NFL yesterday, but this is still up there. All I could think of was some death metal or, or you know, some grunge. Some old school Monday? grunge, man. It was bad. Let's go out to the phone. 602-260-9870. We will start in Gilbert with Kiernan. Kiernan, what's up? Oh, baby. Are you kidding me? Wolf, my brother, my young crunk brothers, are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll switch over to me now. I'll switch over. It's so the good, way, not, I love it, buddy. By the way, brother, my... Hey, brother, you got to stop saying, I'm fat and 59. You need to be more positive about yourself, brother. <laughs> What's your comment, hey, you know what? positive. Speaking of positive, let me, let me focus on the negative and being real, okay? I think I can speak for many people right here watching that game, going into the fourth quarter, going, I'm 95% sure, if not more, that this game is done. Yeah. And I was so, so amazed. I was in the pool at my in-laws. I was jumping up and down, splashing, and the neighbors were probably pissed. I was screaming my head off. I could not believe the accuracy, the defense. Isaiah is not getting enough credit. He stepped up. Two major big plays. Zayvon uh, Collins. I mean, you guys have touched base on a lot of it, but I know obviously Kyler Murray is Kyler, and that's what he needs to be. But, man, yeah. oh, I was scared. And we cannot, at the same time, let's not toot our horn too much. Because, we fa- let's face it, the game was bad yes. until the end. Anyways, love you guys. I'll listen. Yeah. Right on, Thanks, Kieran. Kieran. Appreciate you, yeah. buddy. Great call. That sums it up. The game was not good until the end. Might do the best me, seriously, of anyone I've ever heard. Even, Just even better than Just the Chandler saying. Jones impression oh, of you? Awful. 
Didn't see a lot of Chandler yesterday. I also I was wondering if he was going to take over at some point. The, Man, the early moments that, of that game, and then eh. they did a great job on the edges. Even yeah. though Max Crosby got a sack, they did a great job on the edge. They did. Kelvin Beecham had a pretty good game as that game went on. Uh, and the offensive line, by the way, just double checking the snaps. It helps when your starting offensive line plays a hundred percent of the snaps. Yep. Except DJ Humphreys had to miss one, yep. one snap. That was it. All five offense, uh, offensive linemen played the entire game except that one snap. Back out to the phones. Michael and Mesa, you're on the Wolf and Luke show. Yes, thanks for having me on, fellas. Let me tell you what serendipitous means. It's occurring or discovering by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Well, guess what? That describes the exact game yesterday. And let me tell you, Basinonians, we are a lucky team to have won, but we will be a lucky team the remainder of the year. We are looking at another 8-9, 9-8 season. Just wanting you guys know. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All Thanks, right, Michael. buddy. Appreciate that right there. Um, yeah, that's not a good imitation. That was not good, Michael. I'm just going to say. This has to be the only show where the callers all just imitate your voice. And once again, you may be right on that, but we're going to have to wait and see because yesterday and what happened yesterday in that second half, offensively and defensively, that's the thing that gets me jacked up, man. Um, I... We're going to have to wait and see. I'll yeah. be really surprised if they don't come out against the Rams and play well. Wait and see is is probably the approach to take. I, if you're a Cardinals fan, I would enjoy this win yesterday because that's a pretty crazy win. Uh, but to your point, the way it happened, yes. it feels like there's some potentially strange, good buzz around this team or whatever you want. they got to fix an awful lot. And no, I'm 100%. talking about the coaches. The coaching staff has got to fix a lot of this miscommunication that is going on, that is causing timeouts, it's got to be rectified. And that's something we can talk to Cliff about. If they had gone out and just played badly all game, but they were playing, I don't know, who's the worst team in the league at this point? Uh, Houston is typically my answer. They don't even look that bad. But, but you know, if, No, if, they don't. If you had just beaten a bad team because it was a bad team and you just kind of got away with it and it was spread out over the whole game, I get it. And there are certainly some issues, big issues, but the fact that they beat a very good team that had to have that game and they did it in such a crazy way. Zach Allen said it when he was in here before. Now they don't believe like they're out of any of these games because why would you? Uh, back out to the phone, 602-260-9870. Martin and Chandler, what's going on, Martin? Good morning, fellas. Thanks for taking the call. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for calling. I, I, well, before the the break, Luke, you said you wanted a, a word, and the yes. word is magical. I know it's kind of cliche because everybody's saying Murray magic, but let's let's face it. Yes, the team needs a lot of stuff to get ironed out, but Murray was the franchise quarterback. His body language was better. He was a true leader. He helped us out, and that's what we've all been waiting for and looking for. And I think this is just uh, his next evolution, his next step in that. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where we can go from here because the young man, can he's got the skills. He has everything. It's all in front of him. And there's the, the – 
The sky's the limit. We can do this. We just need to follow our leader. And Mr. Murray's the man. Go Cards. It was really Thanks, incredible. Martin. Yeah, Martin, I'm with you on this one right here, man. This is why I think it's a still point moment for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Um, both two-point conversions, both of them. Uh, Kyler Murray showed incredible talent, incredible skill. Uh, the fourth down play where he did spin away from Max Crosby and extended that play. And guess who was watching all of this more than us? His teammates. That's why I think this matters more than just going out and turning around a second half of some game in the second week of the NFL season. Yeah, because we've seen him. He he clearly has a level he goes to, and if he could go to it all the time, he'd be the best quarterback in the league. But I understand that that's maybe not realistic, but he has a level he can go to if the game is winnable, and he just goes into that mindset of we're not losing this game. He looked like a, a guy in the second, especially the fourth quarter of the game yesterday, Wolf, that was like, we're not losing. I will run around for 21 seconds. I'll run the ball every time if I have to. I'll make amazing throws if I have to. We're not losing this game. But if they don't get that forced fumble in overtime and the recovery from uh, Byron Murphy, they probably don't win even with all of that. I'll physically fight a sack if I have to. From Max Crosby, not from some rookie sixth round pick. Here's uh, back out to the phones. Bryce in Peoria. You're on the Wolf and Luke show, Bryce. Hey, how's it going, y'all? First off, Wolf. I've been a big fan for a long time. I grew up listening to you, so this is kind of cool. Hey, I wanted to address, first off, I think the positive is Kyler Murray did something we didn't think he was going to do, right? Pull out a win after being down 20 to nothing. Um, I think, like, I texted my best friend last night, like, that's the most physically gifted quarterback in our league. I think that is hands down. I mean, it's close between him and Lamar, but I, I really do think he's the most physically gifted quarterback in football. But what I do want to address is the defense and the giant holes that it has in it and, and what it's a result of. And given that we have Kyler Murray, this this awesome, shiny new, you know, he's our new he's our new project, right? And he, he's very expensive. What did we do while he was on a rookie deal? We, we consistently drafted poorly, I think, and it's, and it's resulted in us not having been able to build a legitimate defense around him. You know, we have J.J. Watt, who I think is a glorified coach at this point. He's awesome. I love the guy. Um, but I think he's overpaid for his lack of availability. Um, and I think, you know, look at what the Eagles did, you know. Well, they built a, great, a really good team around a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. We waited too long, and I think it's because time does not draft well. We have to look at the feasibility of that man's five-year extension. Do we really ride that extension out or entertain it even at this point, given the glaring holes we have in our defense and what we know it's a direct result of? And that's kind of my whole thing. Is it, is it tenable for even the remainder of this season? So I give it to yeah. you guys. Thanks, no, you know what it's, call. Yeah, absolutely. A good call right there as well, brother. Um, let me just say, though, the Arizona Cardinals thought they were going to have two more years with Kyler Murray. Two more years. Um, I'm really encouraged by what I'm seeing from Zayvon Collins. I realize this is year two right here. I realize his rookie year was was pretty much a wash for the most part. But this this guy is getting better. This guy's got a chance. He's getting better. Isaiah Simmons, I don't know what happened to Isaiah Simmons. I have no idea what happened in, in the first half of this game. I know he played very poorly against the Kansas City Chiefs. The first half against the Raiders, he had like two reps 
reps. He got like 15 reps overall. The second half, he actually made some plays, made some good plays, made the play of the game that changed the game, knocked the ball out, and suddenly Byron Murphy's going the other way in overtime for the winning touchdown. That's what I want to see from Isaiah Simmons. And I, I am not giving up on Isaiah Simmons in any way, shape, or form because last year he played so much better and really per- progressed and developed. He's going to have to prove to me that he's not what we saw from him last year, this year. We'll that, see. That, was that an extended tease for what we're talking about next year? Because no. <laughs> we're getting into Isaiah Simmons right around the other side of the break. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for the call. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them, but you can text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. And yeah, when we come back, what did you see from Zayvon Collins in Week 2? He played every single snap of the game. And what is up with Isaiah Simmons? I'm all in on this guy, Wolf. Why is he not playing? Although he did make the biggest play of the game, maybe. One of them. There was like 12. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, how about this stat, Wolf? Kyle Odegaard tweeted this out. Dolphins and Cardinals both overcame 20-point halftime deficits and won yesterday. That's the first time in NFL history two teams have done it on the same day. I mean, it was a... And we're not even... We haven't even gotten into the rest of the NFL because there's so much to talk about just with the Cardinals today. But there were a couple wild morning games uh, we should at least mention in case you somehow missed it. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback for the 49ers now, too. Um, Not... Maybe the way, not the way I expected it. Like Trey Lance has had a brutal start to his NFL career, and then to have that injury, that I, I, I genuinely feel bad for that dude. But the Forty ers now have their uh, their quarterback they tried to get rid of back, and they look like more of a threat in the NFC West. We were talking about this going to break because um, one of the last callers brought it up. Rice brought it up. Zayvon Collins ended up playing Wolf 100% of the snaps in that game. He had the green dot, if you're into that sort of thing. And Isaiah Simmons not only didn't have the green dot, he wasn't playing in the first half. And I really haven't heard an explanation, so I'm assuming it's just because he struggled so much against the Chiefs. But what's crazy to me about that is a lot of guys struggled against the Chiefs. So to sit him for most of the first half, I don't know. I don't know if there's something else to it or what, but he came in and made a huge play late. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, it's so amazing to see Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, those two guys that really were the focus coming into this season for me on the defensive side of the ball. I thought the defense was going to go based on those two guys and how well they developed this year. Isaiah Simmons, it's a bit of a setback right now based on what I saw yesterday and knowing how poorly he played against the Kansas City Chiefs in week one. It's a setback. There's no other way you can cut this thing. When he plays 15 snaps in a game like this, um, yeah, that's a setback right there. Now, again, he made the play. He was the microcosm of the game. He really was. When you think of it, he was literally the microcosm of the game. He might be the microcosm of this team. Of this team. When he's on, they look, when the Cardinals are on, they look like a team that 
could beat anybody except maybe the Rams. Right. And I guess the Chiefs after what happened last week, but pretty much anybody else. But when they're off, it's like, I, it's, what are you on the field? What's going on? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, again, uh, to play as poorly as he did in the first half, two reps, and then in the second half, he played 13 reps in the second half, which was great. It was good to see him out there a lot more. He made two tackles, but the one, the one in overtime that he made, Blood Farmer taking the hat and putting it right on the ball. And and it came out. And suddenly Byron Murphy's going down the sideline for a touchdown right there. That was huge. But Zaven Collins, Zaven Collins, man. I'm like, I, the, the the rapid, deep breathing over Zaven Collins. It's the happiest I've ever seen you and about Zaven Collins. And now all of a sudden it's like, you know what? No, you, you, oh, I, oh, I see you, kid. I see you. You're going to get this. You, you're going to get this. You're going to be okay. And he was. Jalen Thompson led the team in tackles with 10. He had seven solo tackles, Jalen Thompson. I expect okay? that at this point. And, from Jay- I mean, even though he Jaylen. was hurt and questionable, exactly. yeah, he'll go out there and make plays. Even though he didn't play particularly, he wasn't great. He wasn't like that. He dropped an interception. It would have been a tough one, but he did drop an exactly interception. Exactly right. Yeah, but again, um, Jalen Thompson went out and he was Jalen Thompson. He was a great tackler. Then you had Zayvon Collins, number two, based on with eight tackles. Okay, five solo. You had Jalen Thompson with seven solo, and then you had five solo tackles from Zaven Collins. Man, I'm telling you, this kid, he, he's got so much more room to grow and get better, so much more to learn and get better. But right now, I'm encouraged by what I well, see from this kid. Well, played more than anybody else on the team because he played in the preseason. Okay, so too. ask yourself. I'm glad you brought that up, Luke. Ask yourself this. If, if you're Vance Joseph, you're the defensive coaches, and Zayvon Collins, do you think they're watching Zayvon Collins closely, the coaching staff, knowing that he's he's been up and down, They he's struggled a little bit, right? Do you think that? Yes, they are watching him very, very closely. He played every snap. Mm-hmm. Even on the play in overtime where he got beat, he came back and chopped the ball away Correct. from Hunter Renfro. Was that from Renfro? Yes, yeah, it so, was. Hunter put it down twice. Yeah, I was going to say. I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to make Hunter Renfro look like the guy that fell apart at the end of the game, but apparently he was. That was a great athletic play to come back and force that fumble. And really, if there weren't two Cardinals there trying to get it, I think one of them would have come up with it. But they both kind of ran into each other, and then the Raider ended up walking away with it. You know, A couple plays later, the Cardinals get it anyway. He but he did make a play on that. A really nice bulk. He broke on the ball and then attacked him from behind and tried to strip him. I mean, once again, the cognition that was going on right there. But the fact he played every rep, there are two guys that played every rep. Buda Baker and Zayvon Collins. You can just go ahead and pencil (laughs) Buda in. Even if he's hurt, he's going to play every rep. The coaches were like, hey, this guy's doing it. Real quick, uh, this is Kyla Murray after the game talking about Isaiah Simmons and that play that led to the Byron Murphy touchdown. I'm looking up at the jumbo. You know, JT had just dropped a pick, so I was, you know, I was hoping to get back on the field. And um, you know, no better way. Honestly, I'd, I'd rather them do it. You know, um, to see to see Isaiah. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, he he had a. You know, wasn't wasn't getting as many reps as he had been this week. Um, to stay in the game, to stay locked in, it's proud of him. You know, to uh, come up big with that play, stripping the ball, and then Murph having the awareness to pick it up, scoop and score. Um, got lucky, got lucky with that one. But uh, you know, I'm just glad. I'm glad we won the game. Johnny on the spot, man. That's what it is. Yeah. And they they worked to 
put themselves in that position. Rally to the ball. Rally to the ball. That's what you hear every defensive coach say. Rally to the ball. They rally to the ball. I don't know if you noticed how many guys were around yeah, that ball when I, it came I know you're out. supposed to fall on it. I got sick of Cardinals players trying to fall on the loose balls because it wasn't working. I prefer Byron Murphy's approach <laughs> if I'm just going to pick it up with one hand and run it basically Speaking into the end one zone. hand, we got to talk about Hollywood making that one-handed yeah, catch. There's a lot. big time. Uh, I want to stick with Byron Murphy, though, when we come back. Was that his best game as an NFL player? It sure looked like it. Not even just because of that last play. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hey, Wolf, you were just saying it off air. There's a lot of guys that did step up in this game. Some of them made highlight reel type plays that are plastered everywhere around the NFL right now, like Kyler Murray and Byron Murphy. So they're getting more attention. But we're going to get into some of those other guys, too. I mean, we've both said Daryl Williams' name a few times off the air. I thought when they had to go to him. He was he was money every time they went to him. You know what I loved about that, too, quickly? I know we're going to talk about Byron Murphy here, but Daryl Williams seems like he, he's the backup to James Conner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like and, in and rundown he, he situations. stepped in just like him. Stepped in just like him and ran the ball very, very physically in between the tackles. And I mean, he brought the butt and the thunder down on some dudes. And Eno Benjamin, as well, who I think is the change-up to James Conner, Daryl Williams is the backup to James Conner, but I think the changeup back is Eno Benjamin. I'm so proud of Eno Benjamin. Is there anyone here who doesn't think Eno Benjamin can play in the NFL? No, he's making plays. I'm telling he's, you he, right he, now. He's and even if that's he's, a football player. He was making plays. Daryl Williams averaged what? He had he averaged seven point four yards per carry. Eight carries, fifty nine yards, and a touchdown for Daryl Williams. And they were all in between the tackles. They were. It was like, okay, James Conner's down, they're trying to stick to the run, what are they going to do? And Daryl Williams stepped right in and basically took over. And like you said, Eno was the perfect change of pace to him. And I love the fact that Cliff stayed balanced in the third quarter in particular, that second half. Great job by Cliff. Yeah, he he did not... He did not panic in that sense. Now, we're going to have to talk to him about all the, the weirdness of getting plays oh, in. Yes. But as far as he did not, I mean, it was 20 to nothing. 20 to nothing to start the third quarter is not, it's not a point where you just, well, we can never run again. We have to throw in every single play. Too many teams do that, and then they usually lose because the other team knows what's coming. So that was, that was encouraging to see them stick with the run, even when James Conner went down. Got to talk more about that play at the end of the game, though. And so Byron Murphy's the one who picks it up, just kind of one hand. And then takes off, gets into the end zone. Here were his thoughts right after the game on the play that ended the game. Man, it felt good. First, I got to give a shout out to you know the defense as a whole. Obviously, Zay was there to make the tackle, make him fumble. Uh, I was coming across the field, seeing the ball, and just made a play. So I was you know happy to make the play to end the game. Man, yeah, you know what? You did. You ended the game right there, buddy. Zay, he's talking about Isaiah Simmons, of course. Isaiah Simmons. You see what Isaiah did? He Wait, took is that. he talking about Because yeah, yeah, Isaiah Simmons, but because they also call Zayvon Collins Zay. Don't, no, they call Isaiah Simmons Zay and yeah. Zayvon Collins something else. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, because David Collins told There's us no that, way. and we're like, wait a minute. So then, what do they call you if yeah. they're calling Isaiah Zay? Just the fact that Isaiah came up and put the helmet right on the ball as Renfro was spinning around on it. Bam! It 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 just worked out that way. I don't think he was trying to do that, but the fact that he went in as hard and low as he did, and then Renfro spun out, and then bam, the helmet came right on that ball, man, and that's why it came out. Well, and you had to have a turnover at that point, and the Cardinals were not really even close to forcing turnovers for the first four quarters of the game, and then they ended up forcing two fumbles there in overtime, but the Raiders were in field goal range by the end of that play, or pretty close, don't you think? If if, if Simmons doesn't oh, no, force that, was, that fumble... Yes. They are in range where they at least have a... This is not like Nathaniel Hackett kicking a 64-yarder. Which, by the way, did you see the Broncos yesterday not kick it from like six yards closer and then just punt? No, in I did Denver. Not see that. So in Seattle, the forty-six is their target line for a field goal. Yeah. But in Denver, the opposing forty is is not close enough. Okay. Are you sure there <laughs> yes. weren't some mitigating circumstances? No, I there? was. I mean, I flipped over briefly. It okay. wasn't like the end of the game, right. but they were in field goal range and almost lost to Houston. Uh, all right, back to uh, to Byron Murphy, and uh, naturally he was asked if he felt like maybe he let that ball go a little too early when he was crossing the goal line. Uh, I think it was a little questionable, but now that I, you know, now now that I've seen that, I'm taking that ball away to the house, <laughs> to Korea, back to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to give up the ball anyway. I would, I, I would have just held on to it for the rest of the day. Um, he also he said afterward. I, I don't know if we have this cut right here, but he said, you know, yeah, I learned my lesson. I learned a lesson right there. And I hope I was like, yes, I was up in the booth just with the closed fist going, yes, yes. You know, that's what you want. Okay, it didn't cost the team. It didn't. But, man, it was so close and careless and dangerous and ridiculous. It was so duh. Is what it was. I thought it looked worse in real time. I mean, I know the replay shows how close it is, but in real time when it happened, I thought I thought he was too early, and I, I was like, "Are they? Everybody just get off the field quickly!" Right? Yeah, no. they, and then they showed the replay. And I was like, "Okay, he probably is good, or at least close enough." But it was a weird scene after the game because a lot of the Raiders, Zach Allen was telling us, a lot of Raiders had already left. They were like, "Okay, we lost," and the Cardinals were like trying to celebrate, but they they were still reviewing the play. It's like that would have been almost yeah. a fit end to that weird game. Yeah, well, I heard Byron Murphy say that, you know what, I learned my lesson on that one. I learned my lesson. I'm going to not do that again going forward. Well done. Yeah, you don't always have to pay a penalty to learn a lesson, right? I think the simple fact that he made that ridiculously great play and then had to stand on the field for 30 seconds wondering if he was going to be laughed on, laughed at on every highlight show out there for the next week, and then it worked out and he's fine. You could still kind of tell he's like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and hold on to the ball forever after that. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, after the game, was asked about what was going through his mind when they were reviewing that touchdown. I was telling everybody to get in the locker room and get on the bus and get out of here. Uh, it was one of those that was bang, bang. I mean, we'll learn from that. And obviously, um, luckily, he's not a meme for the next 30 years of his life. Yeah, that could have been ugly. Yeah, it could have been, been right ugly after a great play. After two great plays, right? Simmons forcing the fumble. Murphy having the wherewithal to pick it up, first of all, because that had been an issue two plays earlier. And then taking off and getting in the end zone. 
After yeah. two great plays on the same play, that would have been a horrible way to uh, to end. Here's Kyler Murray after the game talking about Murphy almost not getting in. That total, you got you got to take the ball home with you next time. Like you can't. <laughs> that that would uh, that would have hurt. Not hurt, but again, we won the game. That's all that matters. Yeah. Because what would what would have happened? The Raiders would have had the ball at their own twenty, basically. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a touchback. I think I think we would have seen a tie. Honestly, <laughs> I think the game would have ended in a tie after all that. I honestly um, could not even believe what I saw, but knew they were going to stay with it because they did not have a definitive angle when they were looking at it. It was over the shoulder. You could not see if it broke the plane or not. So we'll all pretend and believe that it did break <laughs> the plane, and if there's nothing to see here, but man, the fact that it came down to that, um, it just added to the entire ambiance of what we saw in the second half, and in particular, in that fourth quarter. Man, the Cardinals were down 15 points with 8-10 on the clock in the fourth quarter. Down 23-7, to down 20 to nothing at the half, man. Um, the fact they came back in somehow, some way, especially in that fourth quarter, uh, won the game. It's just, it's still, uh, I don't know how that happened. Well, and Byron Murphy has had some good games in the NFL. So just to pay off the tease we had going into the last break, Wolf, to say that Byron Murphy had the best game of his NFL career is not because of that one play. No. It's because Devontae Adams had two catches for 12 yards. And then that one play at the end. Yes. Adams had that touchdown, which I feel like the Raiders in that position could run 100% of the time and score, where he's moving and then he just cuts right across and Carr hits him on the touch. And there's nothing, you can't defend that really. Yeah. But to defend him the rest of the game, that. I'm hoping that was a breakout game for Byron Murphy because that could change a lot of the Cardinals' fortunes this season. Even beyond this upcoming game, yeah, you got the Rams. But if, if you're looking at this through the lens of can they get to three and three at least and survive these first six weeks without DeAndre Hopkins, winning yesterday was huge. And if Byron Murphy's really taking this sort of step, that's huge too. You remember the first eleven weeks, twelve weeks of the season last year, 2021? It was Byron Murphy and Isaiah Simmons. It was a toss-up as to who was the most improved player on the team those two guys and then they both faded over the last third of the season Mm -hmm. man it was great to see byron take that step forward in week two here all right we come back all of today's top sports stories in one place wolfing down your lunches next it's the wolf and luke show on 98.7 fm arizona sports station